Hey everyone, before we get to the actual recording this week, uh, just one last minute plug. Uh, we forgot to do this during the actual recording. Uh, my guest this week, Emily Schmemley, will be part of a panel during Comic-Con, and that's the big one in San Diego. Um, she's going to be on a panel on Thursday, July 19th at 11 a.m. It's called Podcast Advocates and the Podcast Gathering. Uh, she's going to be part of a panel including uh, Andrew Lind from the Benview Network and Graham Elwood from Comedy Film Nerds. Be sure to check her out. Also, I'll be on a panel as well at Comic-Con, oddly enough, on the same day, July 19th, Thursday, but my panel's at 2 p.m. I'm part of uh, Ready, Set, Geek's panel this year. It's called Nostalgia it Doesn't Belong to You. It'll be moderated by Alex Gullett, and it'll be at the San Diego Library, which is right behind Petco Park. Um, but yeah, please keep an eye out for both of our panels. We're both in the program. Uh, if you're down there, come say hi, and... Uh, think that's it on to the actual intro where a few more actual plugs will be going on <laughs> enjoy folks welcome to this week's episode of the geek offensive podcast on the show with me this week is emily schmemley from the uh benview network emily welcome hi yeah thank you so much for coming on this episode this was a ton of fun thank you for having me yeah i got to pick a pick your brain about a lot of stuff uh especially the all the uh, podcasting work you do we go into Star Wars and Spielberg and Toxic fans. Um, yeah, we got pretty in depth on that one. Yeah, that was a little heady for for this show. <laughs> Normally, it's just dick jokes and drinking. Um, but yeah, thank you for classing it up a little bit. <laughs> that is a rare a rare accusation that has been made of me. Yeah. I'm really accused of classing a place up. And congratulations for completing the trifecta. Thank you. Of the Geek Say What Network shows. I'm very proud. <laughs> Um, yeah, I'm very proud to have done that. Thank you for helping me get there. We got to make like a medal or something. I was just thinking something. the same thing, like a belt, like a championship right? belt or oh, something. Yeah. yeah, like a WWE. Yeah, yeah, yeah WWE. Just like trifecta. Yeah, then, trifecta yeah. belt. Yeah, awesome. yeah. We got to come up with something for that. Or like who, like whoever the newest person with a trifecta, they get the belt. You know, just ah. pass it. Oh, along. passing around. That's yeah. a good one. Yeah, yeah, we'll yeah. bug JPG about that. He's busy. Well, that, I, I will. I don't like that idea, and that if it happens after me, that means I will never get to have that because <laughs> I can't get the trifecta again. Oh, okay. So maybe a medal. Well, yeah, but then you can always like do your second round. You know, that's true. Like, if you do your Ooh. second round again, a second you can round always counts as another exactly trifecta. like another trifecta. Oh, okay. And you have to start like cataloging this. <laughs> I like the idea. <laughs> we, need, we need we need spreadsheets for this. Yes. Yeah. Okay. I love the idea for. The- <laughs> We'll get on that. Um, but Emily, you're from the Benview Network, mm-hmm. um, and you do this awesome podcast called Benview on Spielberg. That's correct. Right. Uh, and uh, tell us a little bit about that. Um, so it's a show I do with Justin Kizan, a friend of this show, Justin mm-hmm. Kizan, mm-hmm. Um, where the sort of premise is that he enjoys the work of Steven Spielberg a lot, and I do not. And we talk about <laughs> his filmography. And it's a fantastic show, folks. Thank you. Um, Emily, do you, where can they find you, or where, do you have anything else to plug? Uh, BenvyNetwork.com is where all my podcasts are. Uh, Benvy on Spielberg and one that I just wrapped up called the Super Mario Brothers Minute. And they can find me on social media, Twitter and Instagram at VeryCoolEmily. Awesome. And another fun announcement, uh, David Armenta, who, a.k.a. Superfan Armenta, is now my new engineer. Woo-woo! Welcome David. Oh, man, happy to be here and happy to be here permanently. Thank yeah. you. <laughs> David, uh, where can they find you? You can find me on Superfan Armenta at Twitter. You can find me on Instagram at dr underscore 887, but I'm trying to work it to Superfan Armenta, but we'll see how that goes. And then uh, you can Do find it. me yeah. <laughs> and then you can find me on Facebook at David Armenta, and shout out to Lupus donate to the cause and also too uh, if you can donate platelets every seven days or up to 24 times a year for 
for people with infectious dis- or not infectious. I always say that. No, people with diseases that really need it. Um, and also to whole blood. Uh, you could donate every 115 days as well. And if you're looking for an incentive, uh, you can get movie tickets as well when you donate platelets or blood. Like you classed up the show, and David just made it a little more wholesome with that plug. What the hell's going on? You here? know what? <laughs> <laughs> Emily brought some beauty to this beast over here. You know, so yeah, I love it. That's very surprising to me that I have done that. <laughs> Maybe next time I'll talk about. I'll get into my real filthy Star Wars thoughts, which I oh, have. Oh, sweet! As well. No, this yeah. is the show for that. I'll so. tell you my Star Wars OTP. We can do that next time. Oh, yeah, nice. Yeah. Okay, no oh, worries. Yeah. Back. <laughs> uh, you can find me on Instagram at Justin Malari and on Twitter at Justin underscore Malari. Uh, and the Geek Offensive has its own Instagram at Geek Defensive. Uh, this show is part of the Geek Say What Network, which you can find across all social media with the handle at Geek Say What. Um, and you can find us at geeksaywhat.com. Um, so, yeah, find us Instagram, Twitter, Zenga, MySpace, what have you. Um, and we have two other shows on our network. So we have uh, Ready Set Geek, hosted by Alex Gallet, uh, JPG, Cole, and Anthony. And they are your starting line to geek culture. Uh, we also have a twice a month trivia podcast called GKO, hosted by Justin Madriaga, Ish, and Sam. Um, you can find all our shows on Apple Podcasts uh, and Google Play Music, or just wherever you download your talking. Um, shout out to our associate producers, uh, Wayland Productions. You can find them at Wayland.ws. They share the space with us, let us use their equipment. They help us sound great. Uh, they also have a new audio drama out on Alpha called we're live frontier make sure to support them and check it out uh next shout out goes to uh jordandanae.com it's a uh, geek apparel sponsor out of brooklyn new york uh jordan ellis runs this shop out of brooklyn she's eco-friendly helps you look nerdy and uh, if you go to her website and shop there use the promo code geek say what for a uh 20 discount so buy a shirt you heathens lastly uh, shout out to Marley Rosner for all the original music, and he's also a professor at Cal State Fullerton. Take his class summer Woo-woo, summer semesters in in session right now, so I guess you could probably sign up for the fall too. Why not? Let's get you some business, Marley. Get an easy grade right but, there. But uh, yeah, he made that awesome theme song that you're about to hear in a few seconds, uh, and he does all the other music for the other uh, for the other shows as well. Uh, so big shout out and thank you to him and. Biggest thank you to you, Emily. Thank you again so much for coming on the show. Uh, Don't forget to rate, comment, and subscribe. Cue my music. other shows i've been on in this studio <laughs> <laughs> what do you think is it more relaxed or is this more intimate is it more it's formal more intimate. no more there's intimate. no table we're we're, no we're, table. we're drinking booze <laughs> oh the other sh- the other ones you were on were sober yeah sometimes they have booze on the other ones oh do they yeah, I've, yeah. I've, that's never been my experience on those ones oh i'm sorry <laughs> terrible <laughs> Well, welcome to this show where we treat you right. Yeah. I'm just saying. Oh, and congratulations on completing the trifecta. Thank you. Yeah. Or I'm, the triple I'm crown. Is there proud. an official title for that? Uh, David, can you check if there's an official title for that? Uh, triple crown, trifecta. Triple crown. I think the trifecta would be great. Trifecta. Yeah, trifecta. trifecta is what I've been yeah. hearing yeah. In, the, in the weeks leading up to this when I was getting hyped trifecta. to complete yeah. the trifecta. Okay. Well, Emily, cheers. Yeah, let's cheers Congratulations. You All made right. it. <laughs> Are you the first one on the Benview to make it? Um, I think Justin has, has made oh, it, correct? 
Justin beat you out too. Yeah, ah, Justin got me first. Whatever. We were saving the better host for last. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> I'll take that. That's right. You're you're with a Justin. That's gonna be nice to you. No. I'm here to I'm here to start beefs. That's what I'm here to do. That's why I have the show. No. Yeah. <laughs> I'm the Jerry Springer of the network. Yeah. No, no, fuck them. But uh, no, Emily, so good to finally have you on the show. It's great um, to be here. Yeah. No, I'm in. Uh, again, thank you for supporting the network across the board. <laughs> <laughs> nah, it just. Uh, I'm. It was just like, oh dang, it took so long to get you on here. Um. Yeah. I'm. I'm excited to be here. Finally, I can finally swear on this network. That's very exciting. Yeah. Okay. So I gotta ask that of every guest that's done the other shows first. Yeah. Is that like a big relief when you're finally on this one? <laughs> um, it's definitely. I, I definitely have accidentally said some swear words on other shows that, that then had to be edited out. Um, but yeah, it is definitely something I think about. I was like, okay, you got to be careful on this one. Yeah. Like, don't 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 say those words. Yeah, it's nice that I've, I, I. It feels powerful that at mm-hmm. any moment I could just let loose if I felt like I needed to. Do you have a stance on swearing on podcasts? Um, I mean, all my I I allow swearing on all my podcasts. There we go. I think it's just it's easier. You and know? you can find Ben View on Spielberg on iTunes. <laughs> <That's> <laughs> no, but uh, no, glad to have you aboard. I am a big fan of the Ben View on Spielberg podcast, Thank which you. you do with uh, Justin Keys on mm-hmm. friend of the show. Um, I I was just listening to the uh, the breakdown you're doing of Back to the Future. I'm on part four. Yeah. Made it to part four. Part four of four. And it's like that. Well, that's what I love when you rip, not rip into, well, sort of. Yeah. But you, you, you get to dissect a film mm-hmm. like that. And based on that, I'm guessing you're a big movie buff. Yeah. I, I, I like movies. It's right. fair to say. Yeah. Is that like part of your background? Is that like an industry you're trying to get into growing up? Like what um, was. Yeah. I definitely movies have always been kind of big in my life. Um, I don't know. It's 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 always been a nice sort of escape and, and thing to occupy my mind, uh, and I would I would like to write them. Who knows if that'll ever happen? But uh, that's what I'm sort of slowly meandering towards in my in my professional life. Right, and then there's the uh, well. I mean, what uh, other than podcasting? Is there anything else you've been able to branch out into, or or any other shows we should look out for that you've been on? Um. Are we doing plugs right now? Is this? Mm-hmm. Is, are you? Are you low key? No, I'm, just, I'm just asking about you if you want to do plugs. <laughs> do, yeah, at this point, the should just be like slick about it. Be like, well, I did work for this show, which yeah. you can find on. Yeah. <laughs> um, um, but yeah, like, what's what's your background? Like, what would you say? Um, I mean, I so I grew up kind of doing like production tech stuff my my dad worked for a a sort of the smaller end of of mega church and Mm -hmm. i sort of grew up around a lot of the production stuff for that so like um when i was a a teen i would operate the camera to film the sermons or i would run sound for some of the smaller events like i I, oh a mega church i thought you meant like mega church was the name of like a production company or something i was just like which one is that no a mega church yeah wait which one um, Seacoast Grace. Seacoast. Uh, like I said, smaller end of mega smaller churches. Smaller end. Okay. Kinda, it's been kind of growing into a mega church. Was that around here in California? Mm-hmm. It's or? So, it, like, if you know Cottonwood, which is like the big mega church around here, mm-hmm. it's like literally right behind Cottonwood. It's the, the, there should be like a sitcom about the rivalry between these two huge churches. <laughs> I no, I, I grew up in like this Catholic bubble. Are you from here around here? Uh, yeah, Cal- from Cyprus. From Cyprus. Okay. Yeah. So I grew up in the Catholic church bubble. Mm-hmm. So like that mega church stuff. I'm just like, I have no idea of yeah. that world it's just been um just catholic guilt and 
altar serving. Yeah, ours was just like, hey, aren't gay people gross? And isn't oh, there's some crossover then. Yeah, yeah, yeah. that's the crossover. Yeah. And isn't making money great? I think is the other big uh, tenet of. See, uh, the Catholics are sly about that. They mm. just do the collection in the middle of the church. Yeah. So it's like, mm. yeah. See that. <laughs> so you got to be slick about it. <laughs> <laughs> that's, that's 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 an interesting take. Yeah. In case you're starting uh, your own religion, just mm. take take notes, David. Uh, <laughs> yeah. See what see what we like from all the best ones. <laughs> yeah, exactly. So you got to run uh, like uh, some production stuff for the churches, and then uh, yeah, wh- where did it go camera, from there? Or I would run sound for like funerals usually, like if, if someone wanted to play music during mm-hmm. a funeral or, or like have people talk. Okay. Um, and then from there, I kind of got into podcasting and like sort of freelance PA work. Oh, nice. Yeah. Okay. So how did you get into podcasting? Was the Benview always your, your only network or did you start with just friends? Or? Um, yeah. So Benview was started by me and um, Andrew Lindy, who I, I co-host the Mario show with. Um, I know we did have a talk with him about beat, you beating him I was, to the trifecta. I felt very strongly that I should beat him to the trifecta. I met you before I met him, so yeah. it's only fair. Uh, that, Sorry, Andrew. Thank Sorry. you. Thank you for honoring that. And, and fuck you, Andrew, for trying <laughs> We're trying to step to this. See? Doesn't that feel good? <laughs> <laughs> We're going to create enough beef to feed the world today. Uh, oh, I love that. Can I steal that? <laughs> I love that. Yeah. Yeah. Hashtag. Hashtag that. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yes, you started the Benview Network. Yeah. Why is it? Wait. Andrew, why is it called Benview? Okay, well, that's so it's really it's based partially on my real last name, which I don't use online anymore. Got it. So I won't say, but I mean, it's pretty easily Googleable if, if you were so inclined. But half of it is my real last name, and half of it was from a show that he used to do but doesn't do anymore uh, called Nerd's Eye View. So that's it's a true uh, uh, w- w- orphaned initialism, except it's not mm. an initialism. It's just it's a word that means nothing now because we have both abandoned <laughs> our, our part of it. Yeah, yeah. Um, I mean, that that kind of happens with any show or network like you're just going to evolve and you're going to go to what it's supposed to be yeah um well i mean have uh well how long ago did it start uh 2013 2013 oh okay a little bit a little while ago then. yeah it's been, uh, been some time yeah um so was it just one show and then it uh it started with off? uh we each had a show and then it just okay. kind of grew from there Oh, did you start with like, your own solo show? Just you, or mm-hmm. is it just... It was me and a friend who you I don't fr- talk to anymore. Uh, <laughs> beef. No. Um. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> um, and then from there, so like, uh, how long did the first show go? Like, it was about a year, um, year two? Something like that. Okay. I, I don't remember. It kind of, it, it went off and on for a while, and then... Um, I, I, th- I feel like I really kind of found my way with Andrew and I's first show we did together, which was called Shut Up Leonard, which is about the TV show community. Oh, okay. Yeah. I recently just watched the whole thing. Oh, yeah? Yeah. Well, I've got a hundred plus catalog of podcasts you can listen to about I it. I can listen to it now. Yeah. Oh, thank God. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah no, we did, um, I was, I'm like way behind on my nerd stuff. Like I was, I know everyone was raving about community a few years ago and I'm like, yeah. okay, now I can catch up guys. It's a good show. Tell me, tell yeah. me what to watch and listen to. <laughs> Um, yeah, so we did that show, and I think that's really kind of where I found my groove as a podcaster. And then mm-hmm. the Mario show was the one we did after that. Now, explain the Mario show, because that one's got a, a very interesting concept. <laughs> Thank you. It's called the Super Mario Brothers Minute. Um, so at the, the sort of basic concept is that it's a Movies by Minute podcast, which is a, a whole genre that was kind of started by the Star Wars Minute. I'm, where... I'm not familiar with that. Okay. Email, so. so there's this podcast called the Star Wars Minute where every episode of the podcast is about one minute of Star Wars. Okay. They've been going through all the movies. And then that kind of led to like a bunch of people doing that 
style of podcast for different movies. There's a ton of them now. Um, and we wanted to do one. So the origin of the podcast is actually kind of interesting. We were doing our like final episode of Shut Up Leonard, and we were talking about what we wanted to do next. And we said, we the, the idea of movies by minute podcast in general came up. And we said, I think I said to him, if you could, if you would do a podcast like that, what movie would you do it on? Mm-hmm. And then he said, "Okay, I have it, but wait, let's count down from three and both say the movie we would do at the same time. And if it's the same movie, we have to do it." That was oh. the stipulation. So I took a second to think of the movie. We didn't talk to each other. We didn't coordinate this at all. This happened live in the room. We counted three, two, one, and we both said Super Mario Brothers. <laughs> <laughs> so we were locked in, and then. So we're doing this podcast where every every episode is about one minute of Super Mario Brothers, and then about three episodes in... Is, wait, each show is one minute, or you review one minute of it? We review one minute. Each show is about 20 to 30 20 minutes. 20 minutes, okay. And then on about episode three, I had this really stupid idea that I said as a joke, um, which is, what if we watched each minute the number of times that it is? Meaning we watch minute three three times, we watch minute four four times, we watch minute five five <sighs> times, all the way on and on until minute 105. Oh, um, wow. And then I sort of, as I often do, this is a sort of, this is the, the Emily special. This is what I have a history of doing is, is I commit to a joke because the harder you commit, the funnier it is. Yeah. So even though this idea was obviously very stupid and would cause us nothing but frustration, I, I had, I had stuck to it. Um, oh my God. And I forced Andrew to stick to it. And then around, <laughs> around episode 20. Is that honor system or are you like signing him in? Like, okay, so here's what happened. So for the first like 30 <laughs> episodes, we were doing this in the room together. Yeah. So it was very easy. I could just say like, I'm playing the minute 30 times. You yeah, should yeah. watch or not, but it's going to be on while you're in the room. Um, and then, Around then, he had reached the point where he's like, "I I want to stop this." <laughs> yeah, I would have done that too. <laughs> and we, um, there was some bit in the movie where there was like a line of dialogue that we disagreed on what was actually said. Mm-hmm. And so I said, "Okay, let's make a bet. If I am correct about what dialogue was said here, you have to stick to this thing where we watch each minute the number of times that it is. And if you are correct." We, we don't have to do that anymore and honestly at this point I was so committed to the bit that like I made that bet but in my head I was like oh, I hope Andrew's right I hope Andrew was right about this because I didn't want to do it either oh, um, no <laughs> but it turned out I was correct <laughs> Which, do you remember what the, the line was I don't actually oh, I, I wish I did what, um, what minute d- it was it was it was in the 30s somewhere. in the 30s okay um but regardless we were committed at this point and we we stuck with it through minute 105 we we watched every minute of the movie the number of times that it was and the thing is what we discovered was that our our love for super mario brothers was such that it actually it never really got tiring oh so you legit love the movie yeah oh no I we mean- both love the movie Wait, ironically love it or no, no, love it, it legit it legitimately it is maybe my favorite movie of all time whoa i, I, I have a history of That's liking mind movies blowing. that some other people will tell you are not good movies i might well we do a movie segment on this mm-hmm. show i might have to have you on for that movie okay. <laughs> i mean i at this point you're an expert at it I, I i would like to think so yeah this is like you write your thesis on it <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> No, but I mean, I obviously, lo- I love, I'll be honest, I love it for the ironic reasons. When was the last time you saw it? I believe I was in college, so I, that's at least a decade ago. I think if you if you watch it with an, with an open mind and an open heart, 
you will see that it's actually a very well well made and good movie. I will. I, you know what? I'll do it. I'll check it out. Thank you. Um, I wonder if it's on YouTube. Or... Uh, it is on YouTube. I can tell. You. <laughs> the version that's on YouTube right now is is a fan edit though that uh, removes a oh. couple scenes. Um, I wonder what they removed. Yeah, I, I I've never done a side by side to tell, but uh, I know it comes in slightly shorter. Because I'm trying to think, like, what would your movie? The, the movie's already 105 minutes. Yeah. Not terribly long well it's actually 104 minutes and change but we oh, yeah. we watched the end change 105 times so oh the, you did it, including the credits mm-hmm. so what we did that's for, commitment <laughs> what we did jesus the, well what we did for the credits and actually jpg will remember this um we had a party where we thought let's share our pain okay so for the credits minutes what we did is we we hosted a party where the credits minutes were just playing on a loop for the entire party <laughs> <laughs> so this was a party where I, I so gathered it's just an hour and ten minutes of fucking, or an hour and a half and like credits. Just correct. <laughs> so it's uh, the first three, which screened three hundred minutes, um, were the song "Almost Unreal" by Roxette, um, oh god, which was the big single for the film, mm-hmm. and which is a song that is forever burned in my brain now. Uh, and then the fourth uh, minute that was repeated at the party was uh, the George Clinton version of Walk the Dinosaur which was of course recorded for the I film. actually do remember liking that song. It's a good song. It's been a while since I've seen it but I remember that whole dance number Yeah, and like the people there because they evolved from lizards they just automatically had that twitch yeah in the okay i am remembering that well they so they there's not really a dance number necessarily there's there's like an establishing shot of them dancing to um what are they dancing to they're dancing to uh it's the divinals version of love is the drug oh it is which is a really it's a really cool scene Mm -hmm. and then um Mario and Bertha have a have a kind of dance scene where they're dancing yes. together to a slow song, and Mario's they, trying to steal the rock. Still, exactly. Um, and then and then they play Walk the Dinosaur, and people are kind of dancing in the background, but that you don't really get a, a necessarily a good shot oh, of them not, dancing that. Yeah. Oh, okay. Well, I so think you're, you're the expert on. I, so I, gotta, yeah. <laughs> I think there may have been a a video um, for that song that, that was released that All right, so maybe featured recut footage from the film. So if we do the Super Mario episode, we have to include that music video. Yeah, if to, it exists. There, I'm not 100% it's, sure It's a 90s it movie. I, I'm 100% yeah. sure there's a music video. <laughs> Let's hope so. <laughs> <laughs> well, okay, why... Okay, so I should ask you this. Like, why do you legitimately love that movie? Um. Okay. Because I remember it like got panned by everybody it got panned by every and then even in by, nostalgic reviewers yeah. like on in the internet like they hated it so there's a strong contingent of us out there who love it though um i, I yeah i want to hear the other side yeah. so okay the movie has i would say strong socialist themes which i really appreciate okay um koopa the main villain of the film is a sort of example of capitalism run amok and there's also these two characters iggy and spike who start as kind of basic henchmen and then they but they go through the de-evolution machine with the process server so they get evolved. yeah so they get yeah they get smarter they I, get oh yeah, super, yeah i do remember that yeah, yeah, yeah they yeah. get super intelligent and like the first thing that happens to them when they get super intelligent is they become communists which <laughs> i sort of love that, that <laughs> i love that that idea is being you know distributed to the american youth God, via this movie that, God, that I, communism is the ultimate form of evolution I'd love to talk to that screenwriter to see if <laughs> yeah. like that was totally. Oh, there that, were that had a good to be twenty of them that worked on the film. Oh, okay. So famously, I, I, the movie was rewritten a number of times. Wow, yeah. twenty. Right. That's that's 
usually yeah. a bad sign. Yeah, not, the, for you, not, <laughs> not necessarily yeah. for this movie. Yeah, the the finished the shooting script that they were using on set that was referred to as the rainbow script because of all the different colors it had from all the different revisions. Like, because every revision was oh, a different God. color, and then it got combined into the quote rainbow script, mm-hmm. which is what they used to shoot. Um, so it's got strong sh- socialist themes. Um, so our capitalist is evil and needs to be toppled by a strong uh, union loving plumber like Mario. Oh. Um, I would say it all, there's also some good feminist themes in there where when you really watch the movie, it's it's more of a conflict that plays out between the two female characters, the two mm-hmm. main female characters, uh, Lena, who is this sort of Lady Macbeth type uh, behind Koopa, and uh, Daisy, who is the lost princess of this world. Mm-hmm. Um, they're the ones in the movie who like actually get shit done, which I I, yeah. I I like to see. And then also, I something that this movie doesn't get enough credit for, I think, is the look of it is just so incredible like the set design you can say what you want about this movie it has really amazing set design okay wait um, were you a fan of the games before this or no? oh yeah you were okay yeah I, I mean i see them as two very different entities though yeah it's almost as if like if you didn't call it super mario brothers it might have just yeah that might have helped it out a ton perhaps <laughs> yeah well i see that with like other video games too it's like mm-hmm. if you didn't call it this the attachment wouldn't be there and the backlash I, might not have been I as I sort bad. of have a controversial theory about video game movies, which is that they're all good. <laughs> they're all good. Well, here, there's an asterisk. That theory fell, was destroyed by when Prince of Persia came out, because that's a bad movie. I didn't see that one. Oh, it's real bad. <laughs> um, I and I think... I don't think, tell me that, because I love bad movies. So <laughs> it's, <laughs> it's. I mean, if you want to watch a bad movie, 2007's it, Prince of Persia is out is it, for you. Can you even laugh at it, or is it just no, a slog? No, it's, it's, it's just a horrible, oh. boring slog where we're, we're supposed to accept that Jake Gyllenhaal yeah. is the Prince of Persia. He could, well, he looks very Persian. I, I don't know what you're talking about. <laughs> um, I think that... that movie sort of brought upon a curse and video game movies haven't been good since that one but i think like i don't know super mario brothers rules mortal kombat rules what about double dragon uh, i haven't seen the double dragon film. Ooh, that one might break your theory <laughs> that one's pretty Are you rough sure? I'm, I'm the girl who loves super mario brothers <sighs> i'd say that one's worse okay but uh well okay i that one i think you can find on youtube for free to be honest but again i'll, I'll let you out. i'll let you get to it and then yeah, we'll see. Yeah, but uh, no. Well, okay. To be fair, I did like Resident Evil. Yeah, that's a that's yeah. an awesome movie. I actually, to be honest, I love that series. That's just because great. It, because it just got more and more insane. Did and you I'm see like, the most recent one? No, it's I haven't. I have the box of the bonkers. first five. <laughs> yeah, that's that's exactly what I love. So yeah. that's right up my alley. I gotta go get it. You should check it out. Yeah. Uh, any other recommendations for like uh, a video game movie that everyone hates? Um, Mortal Kombat one and two, obviously. Hmm. Um. Oh, and Street Fighter. Street Fighter. I love Street course. Fighter. Love- um, how do you not love Raul Julia as, as M. Bison? <laughs> oh, man. No, that was a great one. And then it's just, it has Van Damme as a real American. Yeah. <laughs> it's so good. Um, and I, I'm actually, I haven't seen it yet, but I've heard from people with sort of similar tastes and aesthetic as me that the Silent Hill movies are, are, are pretty good when you actually sit down and get a shot. Whoa, I totally forgot they had they had movies. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, okay. I got to check those out. Yeah. I, I would like to check those out, but I haven't seen them yet. Yeah. Um, wait, and then you said Mortal Kombat 1 and 2. Yeah. I, I remember, again... It's, to be this, fair, I haven't seen Mortal Kombat 2 in a long time. Yeah, this one, that one, I think even longer. It's been yeah. a long time since I've seen that one. So I remember loving the first one. Mm-hmm. And then the second one is like, no, I know I saw it. Yeah. Nothing stuck. I remember liking it, but I do, I couldn't tell you a single detail about it, to okay. be honest. To be fair. What about those Uva Bull ones? Um, um, he did uh, Blood oh, Rain. Oh, Blood Rain, yeah. I haven't seen any of those. Okay. Yeah. 
That might that could be another Benview party right there. Yeah. <laughs> I'm into parties where I force my friends to do things they don't want to do. <laughs> Pop culture related. See, that sounds like something I would do. Yeah. So like, oh, okay, I'll trick the Geek Say What Network into watching these movies. <laughs> it was a fun party. Though. And I, I had to especially do it, be like, because my, my birthday coincided with the thing. So I was like, if I just say to my people, like, hey, let's, for the end of my podcast, let's all yeah. watch 300 minutes, sorry, 400 minutes of the Super Mario Brothers movie end credits, no one's going to come. But if I say, hey, come, it's my birthday, and you should all come see me. And then they all walk in, you just hear the lock click. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not saying that's exactly how it went down, but it was it was a good party. Mm. <laughs> yeah. So Super Mario Brothers is your favorite uh, movie of all time. Was it? Did it just? Do you see it as a kid? It just did it just hit you the, at the right. Yeah. The first moment, time I saw or? it, I was five years old. We watched okay. it in daycare of all places. Sure. Um, which is. I love that movie, and it is purportedly a kids movie. It's it's kind of it's a bit horny to be I, a kids. Yeah, movie. I didn't feel like it's it a was. Very, it's a very erotically charged movie. Yeah, especially that scene between Bob Hoskins and Bertha. Big Bertha. Although, yeah. okay, I'll give the movie that credit. Like Bob Hoskins, perfect for Mario. Oh yeah, for sure. I thought he was perfect. He's Even incredible. John Leguizamo as Luigi. I believe that. Yeah, John Leguizamo was great as Luigi, as like a young hot Luigi. <laughs> um, that's a good movie. Well, yeah. I'm I'm seeing nodding off from there. <laughs> he played that one really good. Yeah, yeah. I, I mean, yeah. <laughs> he, he couldn't have been a, there. Couldn't have been a better person for that role. Yeah, I saw some. So uh, at one point, Tom Hanks was in in discussion to play Luigi. Um, Tom Hanks. Jesus Christ. Jesus. Um, and I, I recently saw someone drop some concept art for, as to, for for Tom Hanks Luigi, and it was really it just sort of made me sick to look at. I did not care for that one bit. Uh, I, admit, I think they really made the right call with John Leguizamo. Yeah, I admit though, like, I would want that art book sure. just for that. This like, was like fan art someone had done. Oh, it's fan art. And oh, I didn't okay. want to tell them that it made me sick because it was like good art. Like they did a good job. It's just the concept of it. And yeah, I found it just <laughs> repulsive. Yeah. No, but that's an art book I would actually want. Like, yeah. what was the pre-production for you this should, like? You know what you should check out is there's a website called smbmovie.com. Mm-hmm. There there are two people in this world that somehow love and have dedicated more time to the Super Mario Bros. movie than me and Andrew. <laughs> um, and they run this website. It's called it's the Super Mario Bros. Movie Archive. And okay. it just has tons and tons of information on the production of that movie. You can see all kinds of stills. Any, any kind of media that exists for the movie is on that website. Jesus. It's a really fun read smbmovie.com oh okay no yeah. I'll have to check that they have out. all the different versions of the script they mm-hmm. have like pre-production concept art they have it's re- it's a really cool place to, to, to go on the internet ah okay well I'm wondering since you like Super Mario Brothers mm-hmm. I'm, I'm wondering like what, what do you have a top five or a top it doesn't have to be in any order but top five films or so that you would recommend because I, I want to just in I wanna, general yeah I just want to know more about your taste in, in film um well recommend is hard because I am okay. sort of aware that people don't like the movies that I like a lot right. of the time. Yeah, but the important thing is, like, you like them. Yeah. yeah. So, like, what what do you like? Okay, well, Super Mario Bros. is definitely on there. I would suggest that everyone take a good a good second look at um, Star Wars Episode Two: Attack of the Clones. Really? Which a lot of people single out as the as the worst of the prequels, which they I'm say guilty. are yeah. <laughs> bad yeah. movies. I think I think you're really doing yourself a disservice. I really like Attack of the Clones. It's my favorite prequel, and I am someone who likes the prequels. Okay. Um, I didn't always. I sort of there was a period where I really hated the prequels, and I. But I would rewatch them constantly with hmm. the idea that if I do this enough, 
I will grow an appreciation. <laughs> See, I went the opposite way. I mm. liked. I was in support of them mm. when they first came out. Yeah, and then I liked them when they first graduated. came out. I was like a kid when they first came out. And I yeah, liked them then I was. I was already in college when the third one came out, so it was yeah. So high I was, to college. Uh, yeah, I, was like, I was eleven when Cl- I'm not dating myself, out. folks. But do the math. <laughs> not, anyway, uh, and I was I was fourteen when Revenge of the Sith came out. Okay. Um, so I liked them then, and then I grew to hate them, and then I was like, well, I gotta I gotta press on through this tunnel because mm. I love Star Wars so much yeah. that I I need to love these movies, and I just watched them until I loved them, and, and I do now. Um, and I think Attack of the Clones is the best of the prequels, and I, I think there's a number of reasons why. I think it's really fun to see Obi Wan sort of playing detective. That's mm-hmm. that's just a type of story that that's I really cl- love that's to the see. closest thing to an Obi Wan movie we have. Yeah, when I think about it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. See, I, I feel like I'm already <laughs> you on you're getting some, in some there. The um. You got also, me. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I mean, I think that's where you set up Boba Fett, you know, where he yeah. sees his dad die. So I totally agree with you on that one. Yeah. It's good stuff. Um, and then, you know, we get to, to Anakin, which I think is a mm-hmm. lot of people's central issue with the film. I actually sort of like the portrayal here as like, I think Attack of the Clones is, is I don't think they were necessarily intending to make this movie, but I think it's like a great movie for warning straight women what type of men to not get involved with. Because like, oh shit! I think when you go into that movie looking at it as like, okay, this is a story of like a good man falling to the dark side. It doesn't work at all. It's it's bad. It's a story. No. But when you look at it as as a story of like, oh, here's someone who was like obviously a fucking evil dipshit, and we ignored all the red flags. Mm-hmm. Like he does, he does all the like textbook manipulation stuff with that. Yeah. Like he like talks about how miserable and and makes that her fault and, and as a way to sort of push her into a relationship with him. Yeah. Like it's I don't know. It's it's this very uh, sort of honest portrayal of 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 the shitty things men do to women mm-hmm. which i mean i get that's maybe an overdone story and we get that a lot but i i don't know i i think uh, it's something that i think the new movies actually do a lot better with kylo ren mm-hmm. than than they did with anakin but i think you can kind of see the seed of that there in episode two with okay anakin. well for me anakin like he to me that him his portrayal like makes more sense just because Who's going to become the supervillain yeah. in the movie? Like the, the whiny kid. The whiny kid who, if this was the real world, he would yeah. be on fucking. He would be yeah. on R the Donald. He would. He would be on. He would be like a shitty Reddit kid. Exactly. So yeah. that's why I was just like, you know, that makes sense. Yeah. It was just. I don't know. Uh, you know what? I'll, I'll give it a second look. Yeah, and also if, and, as for his performance, like, yeah, he's like a shitty nineteen-year-old. That's what shitty nineteen-year-olds yeah. sound like. Well, they say dumb shit like "I don't like sand." That's yeah. that's how d- stupid and vapid they are. Yeah, and the, the other thing. Sorry, too, to any nineteen-year-olds listening. <laughs> no, they they gotta hear it now. They gotta get humbled. <laughs> all right. No, uh, no, but like I remember thinking like uh, I saw what what's his name Hayden Christensen. I saw him in something else, and I thought like. Oh, he's not bad here. Yeah, I can't remember the movie for the life of me. Was it Little Slice of Heaven, the new movie this year? He's in with Emma Roberts, which is like weirdly a sequel to Mystic Pizza, sort of. Why would they make a sequel? It's not. Well, here's I'm gonna give you the lowdown on this. (laughs) (laughs) So, Little Slice of Heaven. It's a movie that came out this year, and it's like. Wait, of, is it a spiritual success or is it an actual? I don't know sequel? what to call it. I, I just have to describe <laughs> it to you, and then you okay. can make your okay, own decisions. Go, go ahead. <laughs> so it's called Little Slice of Heaven. It's a sort of Romeo and Juliet style story about Hayden Christensen and Emma Roberts as these two people who fall in love, even though they work at competing pizza shops. Um, a classic story. 
Yeah, and Emma Roberts, so Emma Roberts, the real-life niece of Julia Roberts, who mm-hmm. was in Mystic Pizza, um, she wears the same T-shirt as the Mystic Pizza place in the in the film, uh, and there's some implication that it's maybe the same place, and it's directed oh. by the same person who directed Mystic Pizza. Oh. So there's like these, It's that's all there is. It's, directed it's the more like winks at the audience. These little winks, yeah. but, but suggesting that it is the same fictional pizza oh. place. Oh, okay. Yeah been a minute since i've seen mystic pizza too. it's been a never since i've seen mystic yeah. pizza because i just i only know it from the poster for little slice of heaven that yeah. i became sort of weirdly obsessed with it's like it was one of those things like i it was just on in the afternoon sure. when i was a kid and it was just like it's on yeah <laughs> <laughs> but uh no like after what you're saying about the the prequels like mm-hmm. i might have to give it a second look give all three of them a second yeah, look yeah because well here, here's Dynacles. my thing like mm-hmm. i went through it's like i love them at first and then when I watched them more, I started to hate them. But I'm the kind of person now that where like I'd rather not hate something because yeah. it just takes so much more energy. Yeah, I'd rather either like it or like it's nothing to me. I think Obi Wan is really the lens you have to look through to enjoy okay. the prequels as well. I really that performance is so good to me. I love that Obi Wan. Or <laughs> I'm referring to Ewan McGregor now. I said Obi Wan, but I meant the actor. We we both know who you're talking about. Ewan <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> McGregor. Ewan McGregor. I just Ewan McGregor. He is that. No. <laughs> Ewan McGregor books this role in Star Wars. Mm-hmm. You know, huge, huge nerd franchise. Yeah. No, and I remember he was like on the rise at the time yeah. too. Yeah. An iconic character, and obviously a lot of responsibility. A lot of people have expectations about this character, and he looks at it and he says, "I'm going to play this character as just the bitchiest twink." that ever lived and it fucking works because like that's what he's doing especially in episode one like he's he's going at it so such from that angle and it, it works so well and i just love that performance for it huh yeah my thing was i was just well i can't remember I, as a kid i was just like oh this is cool it's star wars yeah i think when i got older i was trying to Maybe I got to like art school about it. Yeah, like it was just maybe it's like oh George Lucas wasn't the same guy when he mm. as he when he made the originals and yeah, yeah. you know he's telling a totally different story or like he misunderstood his own films or yeah. um, it, it kind of goes into like which unfortunately it's really bad nowadays like these a fan taking too much ownership yeah. over a property and it's just I don't know to me right now Star Wars has the worst fandom. Like oh, it's ever. awful. It's, it's so bad. And it's fucking terrible. And it's it's one of those things like I'm ashamed of just because like I know these movies had a big impact on me. I always yeah. tell people to watch them, but now it's just the fandom shit is really bags shitty. everywhere. And I say that I'm literally wearing a shirt that is like from a Star Wars fanfic right now. Oh. And yet I still say the fan the fandom is really awful and yeah. terrible and bad. Yeah, it's a shame. What do you think yeah. the, the underlying issue is? Or is there more than one? Uh, There's probably more than one. Probably more. I mean, honestly, I, I hate to be this simple about it, but I think the issue is, is white dudes like thinking that something belongs to them that doesn't. Yeah. Um, Entitled pieces of shit. Yeah. That, I mean, go, that's David. what it is. Yeah. <laughs> like Star Wars, you know, as a franchise that at one time primarily starred white men and, and now still, I mean, let's, let's look at it still primarily stars white men, but yeah. has a few more like women and people of color in it. And, and I think you know they see themselves less in the movie and they just have this gut see, reaction to it that's see that's bad. my that's my problem with it i'm like if you don't see yourselves in the movie like what about yeah, the, like, all the decades like, yeah, you of other up. movies yeah. you can see yourselves in yeah 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 no they're entitled pieces of shit and i, I, I think like, uh, godfather top gun days yeah. of 
Thunder. Like, the other these, Star Wars is Conan. That still exists. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. The old, yeah, the originals. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, I don't know what you guys need to identify with. There's all this cool stuff already there. Yeah. And the, uh, them being sort of roasted by the perfect true representation of what they're like in the form of Kylo Ren, yeah. who's just like a shitty whiner who wants oh, to be like yeah. a shitty granddad. Yeah, for sure. And it's just weird that like in this entire universe, mm-hmm. like why wouldn't there be more yeah. <laughs> diversity? Like it just kind of makes sense. And we in like yeah. other um, sci-fi properties like Star Trek have already like mm-hmm. kind of gone into that. So, yeah. Yeah. There's all these other races here. And yeah. You, you all have to get along. And they're, I mean, I don't know. Like, I, I love all the new characters they've introduced in, in Star Wars. It's, it's, it's. Yeah. I, I, I I'm of the. This is another my other controversial Star Wars opinion. I, I think if they stick the landing with Episode Nine, I, I think the new trilogy is the best trilogy. I think it's better than the originals, because I, I, I just think I love so much of the new stuff they've introduced. Like Kylo Ren, it may have seemed like I was shit talking him, but I think he's such a good, compelling villain. I, I'm, I, you know what? I think I'm gonna have to agree with you on mm-hmm. that one because I'm, I'm actually a big fan of the, the newer ones yeah. as well. Um, I, I just feel like, oh, here's, here's another big one for me. And yeah. it goes outside Star Wars. It's just, yeah. I feel like a lot of fans are just not comfortable with change. Yeah. And like no one wants to adapt or be open-minded mm-hmm. and it's just something that needs to change across the board. Yeah. Yeah. Especially even in like just your regular life. Yeah. Like break your routine. Like just because you're doing it this way doesn't mean. It's it feels, gonna I mean, be the best thing for you, you know. Yeah, it 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 really does make like such a difference and feels so much better to just change it up a little. Yeah, and I'm I'm like I I feel like the what they're doing now is more in spirit with the originals, just because I feel like they're taking more risks. Yeah, because when you watch the originals, that whole series is nothing but risks. Okay, especially yeah, the course. first one. Yeah. Yeah, it's like, who who invested in that? Like, you know? Uh, famously, 20th Century Fox after everyone else said no. Exactly. Yeah. So that's that's what I want to see from the series. I want to see more risks. I, I don't want to see just a rehash. I kind of get why they did it with Force Awakens, just because yeah. you got to get everyone back. But yeah, yeah I, I want it to go that way. I love that Last Jedi didn't go where I was expecting it to. Yeah. Yeah. I think it's really still like that, too. Like, I, I know a lot of people didn't like Solo. I, I really love that movie. And I think. Again, I liked it too. And and going into Solo, who would have thought that what that movie was going to be was like mostly EU references and like bringing back some of the EU that had been decanonized? Yeah, I feel like that was, if anything, like those old entitled fans would have yeah. would have liked Should've it. Should have liked it, but they yeah, just won't be satisfied like, with anything. Hey, we, we're using some of the stuff that you liked from that. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But uh, also, I mean, that's such a swerve. Like, cause, like I certainly, I didn't think like Darth Maul was going to show up in that movie. Sorry, yeah, spoilers I did for not. Solo. Uh, no, don't worry about um, it. Yeah, this whole show is a fucking spoiler yeah. alert. <laughs> <laughs> um, well, okay, uh, let me ask you this: with uh, movies in general, mm-hmm. how much of like the hype in the trailers do you let that affect your viewing sp- experience, or do you try to go in as blank as possible? I, I usually try to go in as blank as possible, okay, especially like, if I know I'm going to see a movie, I won't seek out the trailer, mm-hmm. um, except for Star Wars because Star Wars is just like the big franchise in my that I, I can't help resist oh, of course. the trailer. I get it. But for other movies, it's like if I see the trailer before another movie, I, I see it, but I, I don't I don't make a point of watching it. I just kind of yeah, I'm I'm the same way, just because um, I'm more like I just want that art to like affect yeah. me i don't want to have any preconceived notions because i feel like another thing that happens as well with these newer fans mm-hmm. is you know they'll come up with their theories their stories and if they don't get their way they just get they real get bitchy about yeah, it exactly. yeah um so yeah so i'm the same way i try to go in as blank as possible for the big blockbusters like your marvel movies mm-hmm. 
I'll watch the first trailer. Sure. And that's it. Yeah. I, I've literally been in a theater where um, the second trailer for like Infinity War started playing and I like covered oh, my covered ears <laughs> and I looked at the floor. I'm like, la, 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 la. Yeah, it can be tricky. I mean, I, I saw Ant-Man today uh, and... Spoiler. Because I, had seen the, <laughs> because I had seen the trailer so much. I wasn't even seeking it out. It's just they yeah. was playing before every movie. Mm-hmm. I Like the whole movie, I was like, Okay, well, I know he has to do this because that was in the trailer. Like, I, I right. know I, there, I had like a checklist of things that I knew had to happen that hadn't yet, and it was it was kind of annoying. I wish I hadn't seen that trailer so many times. Yeah, and then the uh, that whole thing with the Pez dispenser. Yeah, that would have been a nice little. That would have been cool to see. Not like fresh, it's not yeah. like mind blowing, but it would have been like a nice little. If they, had, they could have shown either the Pez dispenser or the salt shaker in the trailer and saved the other for the movie, but instead yeah. they saw both, and it's like, oh, there's. I was kind of expecting more fun with especially as someone yeah. who like loves the honey i shrunk the franchise i think whoa you're bringing back <laughs> some memories for me now yeah <laughs> I, I think ant-man has great potential for like uh, having fun with big versions of normally small things yeah it's fun to see yeah um they kind of did that a little bit with the the seagulls i wish they had like yeah that was a little fun. bit more fun with that yeah, yeah. <laughs> um those honey i shrunk the movies were good as hell though how many were there i remember three. there's three three in a tv show i've never actually seen the tv show neither have i i remember which one had the giant baby that was honey i blew up the kid I that was the, the second kid. one which actually i didn't see that one until recently but, whoa yeah where'd you find it uh i think it was on hbo go oh yeah of all play- okay yeah. yeah no but uh Oh god! Then what was the third one? The third one was straight to video, and I, despite the fact that it was straight to video, it's my favorite of the three. That was Honey, We Shrunk Ourselves. I do remember that. Yeah. Okay, that's yeah. a movie that I watched a lot as a kid. So. <laughs> no, because I remember that watching one. that. What's Mi- that? Mila Kunis was in that one, this, and then uh, that's yeah, and then I think it was the dads that shrunk themselves. Correct? The dads and well, the dads shrunk themselves, and then accidentally shrunk the moms as well. Oh, that's wait, right. yeah. wait, let's get some verification on that. Can you look that up real quick? Yeah, yeah. You want me to look up? Yeah, Mila? the third. Yeah, the third. Um, oh, the third one. Um, straight I mean, to video. Yeah. Okay. I can confirm. You, that hurts <laughs> that you don't trust me. <laughs> um, but no, that that one also introduces the um, the character of of Wayne Zlinski's brother, mm-hmm. uh, I, whose name I forget in the moment. But uh, I, I thought that was a that was a good addition to the cast. There, mm-hmm. they have a fun bit at the start where they're trying to invent something that'll make your glo- your blood glow for um, like construction workers at night to make them more visible. Um, what? Yeah, yeah. It's just like it has like weird inventive stuff like that. Like huh. the movie opens like to establish that like, he has this like invention company. Maybe and, I didn't see that and one. And the project they're sure. working on is you drink it and it makes your blood. Was it blow. still Rick Moranis? Mm-hmm. Okay, because I remember watching the first one like a Rick Moranis lot. is the only one who comes back to the cast. Yeah. The moms are different moms. I love Rick Moranis. He's so good. Yeah, it's one of those. Th- did you do you know what he's up to now? It's, uh, sort of. Yeah. Yeah. It's I mean, just he, like yeah. he re- he retired just to take care of his, his kids. kids yeah. yeah. But he did have an album not. He had Too a couple out. Yeah, yeah. Every, every few years he releases an album. Yeah, I love the title of the last one. It was like, um, My Mother's Meatloaf and Other Love Songs. Yeah. <laughs> he was also on a episode of The Goldbergs, because you know how The Goldbergs That's is true. an 80s show and they brought in. So yeah. he was also he, on he, an he episode of The Goldbergs. He reprised his role as Dark Helmet, yeah. Yeah. Oh, uh, no, Dark Count, that's another yeah. great movie. Yeah. But, uh, no, I, I would love to see more Rick Moranis, but if he's busy taking care of family, Yeah, he's, cool. he's just sort of, like, fine. <laughs> yeah. that That's good to see, because you don't want to see an actor, like, he, he just kind of stepped out of the spotlight himself, mm-hmm. instead of seeing one just kind of spiral out. And Yeah, it's kind of nice to know that he's just sort of, like, healthy and, and, and is like, yeah, I'm fine. Yeah. Like, I know he was asked to be in the new Ghostbuster, and he's like, eh, I'm good. Oh, that's right. Was he, he wasn't in the new Ghostbusters. He was not. I know. I figured they would have at least asked him. They did. They did. He, they asked him and he was just like, eh, I'm good. I, uh, I don't need to do that. Okay. 
which Fair I enough. sort of appreciate. Like, like he, ha- I think, has this very healthy mindset of like he, he doesn't feel like he owes the fans anything, which he doesn't. That's that's another thing. That's like, I yeah. feel like that's a, I'm I'm like I it's it's a weird source of happiness for me mm-hmm. <laughs> to know that Rick Moranis is sort of out there just living a very nice, mentally stable. Okay, happy so life. that's the mentality I think more fans should have. It's yeah. like you want the actors to just be fine and happy. Yeah. They don't have to reprise shit for you. Yeah, he. You know, did, it's like hey, he already you did, gave me all the shit that I love. Exactly. Yeah. yeah, you did this thing that made me very happy. Yeah. That's all I like. Thank you. Yeah. That's all I do. I don't even ask for autographs anymore if I see someone. Mm-hmm. I'm just like, hey, thank you. Like, I'm a fan. You rock. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, speaking of being a fan, um, I have to ask you about your number one fandom, uh, Steven Spielberg. <laughs> My number one yeah, fandom. Yeah. I mean, yeah. You, you guys are besties, right? <laughs> <laughs> My best friend. Yeah. yeah. I'm there every Friday night. <laughs> yeah. But uh, no, I mean, Kizan was on the show. He told us about like this show you do with him. Mm-hmm. It's called Benview on Spielberg. Like, t- yeah. Tell us about that one. So that's a show I do with Justin Kizan where we talk about Steven Spielberg movies. We went through his whole filmography. Um, and the sort of premise of the show is that Steven is, Steven, <laughs> Justin is a lifelong fan of Spielberg's. Mm-hmm. And, and tends to think his work is very good. I kind of think a lot of it is mostly bad. <laughs> um, <laughs> there are a few exceptions. He did. He's made a few movies that I, I really like, but for the most part, he's, he's made movies that I like. Like, what's one that uh, you hate, but everyone else seems to love? E.T. E.T. Okay. Yeah, I, I don't think E.T. is not a good movie, as far as I'm concerned. Again, that's one of those I have not seen it since. That one I for sure have not seen since I was a kid. I just find it very saccharine and like emotionally manipulative. Like the whole movie, it just feels sort of like it's really forcing you to love E.T. just so mm-hmm. that you can watch him die at the end. It just, I don't know. I, I, I don't find any part of it like satisfying or fun to watch. You know, that's something that uh, those saccharine moments you see in those movies, it's, that's something that kind of soured on me yeah. as I got older. It's like if you use it right, cool. But in general, yeah, like I kind of like gravitated away from those as well. Mm. That kind of makes me curious about like what I think of ET now. <laughs> yeah, you should rewatch it and, and maybe hate it. Like, yeah. I well, do. what about let's say uh, Raiders of the Lost Ark? Oh, I like that movie. That, you like that's a good that movie. one? I, I I won't deny any that that's a phenomenal. Movie. Okay. Yeah. Um, but uh, what, what's the deal with Spielberg? You just think it's I just think his a lot of style. His, what, what, what I, yeah, is it? I, I think I think he gives into that that sort of saccharine style too often. I also think he has a habit of um, it really engaging with stuff that he finds interesting, sometimes to the detriment of the movie. I think the big example of that is 1942 um the world war was that the anthology one? uh no, no that was the it was like a world war ii farce that he made okay. uh right after jaws and before close encounters it actually the first scene in 1942 is like a parody of the first scene in jaws it's super weird um oh yeah where like it's it's like the exact first scene from jaws like the same beach and everything but then instead of a shark like a japanese sub comes out of the water it's very strange oh okay. um but that movie just has like a lot of like boring plane shit because he was into world war ii airplanes <laughs> and it's just like it's just a mess um and i can kind of respect that though he's just like well i like this let's throw it in there i guess <laughs> yeah. it's it doesn't make a very interesting movie i think um and you kind of see that again and again like war of the worlds was I, I think he was interested in a certain era of like sci-fi movie and, and kind of tried to do his modern take on it but just didn't adapt it well for the times i think mm-hmm. I, I think that movie stands out as another really did bad you one. did you grow up watching those movies or did you experience them kind of newer um i mean nina jones i definitely grew up with and i still okay. like those movies yeah um but the the rest of them not so much i mean et i definitely saw as a kid and and didn't love you it didn't then. like it then okay i, I oh, liked this, it this I has been like a, yeah okay this has Same been with, this I has mean, been lifelong yeah yeah okay. yeah pretty much i guess that's the short answer to your question yeah, yeah. <laughs> jurassic park 2 is another one that i i've always sort of liked but not loved and jurassic I, park 2 
Jurassic Park. Jurassic Park. Okay. I, to TLO is what I meant there. Oh, okay. Yeah. Uh, Jurassic Park. What, what's uh, what about? Oh, so you didn't hate it, but you were. I like, think Jurassic Park has a great Jeff Goldblum performance and a great Laura Dern performance, okay. and not much else. I mean, good CGI, but right. But I, I, I think it's like weirdly paced, and and um, a lot of the stuff with Wayne Knight feels weird and mm-hmm. unnecessarily. Well, that, well, Jurassic Park is that one of those movies where I do like point out. Um, where he wants big moments versus what makes sense. Like yeah. that, um, there's just a sudden drop in the T-Rex paddock for some reason. Yeah. It's like, wait a minute, wasn't he just walking at like yeah. land level and then all of a sudden there's just big Exactly, drop. yeah. Yeah, what's to stop him from like falling off of there? What happened? <laughs> <laughs> there's, I mean, yeah, there's there's good moments in that, but I, I, I think overall it, it doesn't hold up super well. Hmm. So like what's a... What's a, is it more his directing work or his producing work or just well we general? so we finished up his directing work and we're doing his producing work now ah okay are you finding any weird differences or I tend to like his producing work better actually I mean Back to the Future is one of my favorite movies um, okay one of mine too yeah it's a it's a it's a good movie <laughs> despite Marty McFly's dumbass being plan a, being a real idiot <laughs> and a creep um, I think that's part of why I like Back to the Future two more though yeah which we uh, we didn't get into on the podcast but. Uh, Oh yeah, I should point that out. It's like four hours of just just Back, back to the Future. future. That's impressive. I Which say. is like, I think that shows the sort of passion that Justin and I both have for that movie. Where we're like, mm-hmm. we sat down, and we're like, okay, we're gonna record for as long as we have thoughts about this movie, and that <laughs> turned out to be four hours. Yeah, I think what people like seem to like not talk about when they bring that movie back is the whole thing with the Libyans. Yeah, that's yeah. super fucking weird and I'm racist. Just, and horrible. Yeah, I'm just like, hold it, you stole plutonium from libyan nationals not yeah terrorists but yeah like, that's come on that's yeah. what they were showing um and it's just like yeah they just really glance over it i'm like it's a weird wait, thing to glance over <laughs> yeah wait hold it it's, could we get like maybe a half hour on that like well, how did that <laughs> go down like where do you find that in 1980 it's 85 right 85 it, yeah. yeah where do you find that in 85 <laughs> i couldn't tell you <laughs> yeah um but then there's just other um moments like that like uh what was i gonna say oh you brought up how like strickland as you get older you kind of agree with him yeah strickland is the hero the the hero (laughs) matches that movie but all three movies well okay like i remember i remember you talking about that but please go into that okay so strickland's whole thing right is Mm -hmm. that marty mcfly here are his points marty mcfly's a slacker no mcfly in the history of hill valley has ever amounted to anything and i would argue that by the end of part three both of the points are thoroughly confirmed to be true. <laughs> now, so Marty's a, Marty's like who specifically shouldn't be hanging out with Doc. Doc just stole plutonium from from terrorists. Yeah. Like, yes, you, a seventeen year old boy, should absolutely not be hanging out and with I him. I think he seemed a little suicidal at the beginning too. <laughs> yeah, he seemed to not really care that much about the fact. Yeah, that I'm just gonna have this teenage boy with me film everything. Yeah, and then uh, oh, that scene where he's like. The he car's coming toward the party with, move. Yeah, yeah. I'm just like, hold yeah. it. What if this fails? You can't. Like, what if even? What if you? The time machine technology works fine, but you just have the timing slightly wrong. Yeah, and it's not going to hit eighty until after it passes you. Oh my god. Um, so he's right about but, uh, that. Yeah, Strickland. Yeah. Strickland. <laughs> um, also, like the amount of time travel, like the amount of redos Marty gets in life to not be a total fucking failure, <laughs> are like absurd. Like we don't get to do that. Yeah. Like anyone can be a success in life if they have time travel. Yeah. Fucking Biff was a success in life with I, time travel. Yeah. I'm like Marty. Why didn't you like take some notes? <laughs> or he tried to. I think he tried. Doc- it was, it was, I mean, Biff stole his. Plan, yeah. Essentially. But like, yeah, I think. Doc stopped him Doc from stopped him betting him yeah. the trash and then but still there's the some other things you could do yeah I mean, like but that's my point like Marty had to travel back in time 
three times in order to just not be a fuck up. Even when he did it <laughs> once, he still like got into the race with needles and broke his wrist and ruined his rock and roll career. Like oh, shit. he's yeah, a you're... total fucking slacker and idiot who ruins his life unless you have literally impossible technology to fix it. Um, <laughs> also, let's go back to the claim that no, Mc, no McFly in the history of Hill Valley has ever meant anything. Who have we got? We got George, who in this time, who again needed time travel to help him become a successful offer because he was just like a dipshit working at Biff's company before that. Uh, George McFly, who also like spies on women while they're changing, is a total fucking creep. Oh, that's an right. An awful yeah. person. Uh, Seamus McFly from the Old West, who's like, a, a, I don't know, just a farmer. I don't want to denigrate farmers. Maybe Seamus McFly is the closest he's to the, a, He's the one decent guy. Because he was just McFly. trying to survive out there. He was just trying to survive, yeah. and he, he warned Marty, like, oh, my brother, my, my brother, uh, I forget his brother's name, but my brother William, I think it was, got into a fight in a bar, and, and he got killed, and that's what'll happen to you if you race needles, Marty. He didn't say that line, but that yeah. was the gist of that scene. <laughs> um, and then you get into, like, the Back to the Future video game, which reveals more McFly's who are also dipshits. Like, Strickland is 100% correct about that. So then we, we look at... But how's he the hero? Well, here's... The, okay. This is my part, too. Okay. Uh, so you look at what Strickland is doing in every timeline. And the original in 1985 prime this would be 1985 before time travel Mm -hmm. he is um trying to stop marty from hanging out with uh, someone who has no association with terrorists i would say that's a good thing to do uh in 1955 he is trying to he his main antagonist is biff he's trying to stop biff which hey yeah biff like is a shitty rapist that's you yeah. should be trying to stop biff he's doing good there in alternate 1985 in biff world he's like the vigilante who's like taking street gangs off the streets in 1885 he's the one person in town with courage and ability to stand up to beaford mad dog tannin that is a strong family line Yes. Pointing all this shit out. I'm like, God damn. (laughs) Throughout uh, history, Strickland is like the one good person in Hill Valley. Holy shit. That. Wow, that literally changed my perspective. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Wow. Yeah. No, you're absolutely right. Oh, God. I mean, Lorraine is also arguably a good person in Hill Valley, but her sort of. Her. her, I think that's a really unfortunate thing about Back to the Future that Lorraine is sort of delegated this. This. Role where her life is constantly re- being ruined by all the horrible men in Hill Valley. Yeah, I, I feel like well, that and also just I, movies from that time period. Yeah. It's just way more like prevalent. It, it's funny how like I mean, neither of us are that old, but we're just like, oh, that wasn't that long ago. Where that was okay. Yeah, <laughs> like Revenge of the Nerds. Oh my know. god, that movie is so bad. I, I was just like, because growing up, I'm like, yeah, I love that movie, and then y- you watch it recently, and you're like. Oh, I, yeah, wow, I never, that's that's <laughs> awful. I never saw it as a kid. I only saw it as an adult. And I oh, was just okay. Like, Why do people like this movie? Every single one while. of these characters is a rapist. Yeah. Like, it's horrible. Yeah, they put these fucking cameras in a sorority house. I'm like, And then this is sell so, the pictures? This is so fucked up. Yeah. <laughs> I was just like, oh, no. <laughs> it's it's Who bad. let this happen? Yeah. And then that whole scene in the funhouse, I'm just like, oh my god, that's and that's another, so not cool. Yeah, that's another movie where you look at and you look at um, what's I forget the character's name, but the one who uh, ogre is that his name? Yeah, the one who just has nerds and wants yeah. to beat the shit out of the nerds. Like again, I look at that now, I'm like, he's maybe the hero of this movie. Yeah, because literally all you know about him is that he wants to beat the shit out of the nerds, and if these are the nerds, I'm kind of with him. Yeah, I mean, they're training. I mean, to be honest, they've, yeah, I mean, jocks, that, yeah. that, what are they, alpha, beta, whatever, or, yeah. whatever fraternity they are. Yeah, yeah, they're asshole jocks, but they're not doing that. They're not 
profiting from you know invading their privacy. And in and, fact, when that happens, they're like, "This is outrageous. We need to stop." This. Yeah, they're just like, "Oh my, <laughs> oh my god!" They have a conscience. In that <laughs> yeah. <time. laughs> um, I think they probably did say something. I think there was a scene where the jocks like said something racist to the the one black nerd, though. They did, and then that's when they have their because they're part of like a traditionally black fraternity. Yeah, and then like that's when their brothers show up. And, yeah, yeah, um, uh, and that that's a it was like a weird running joke throughout all those movies yeah i saw like the i know there were more than three but i saw three of them Mm -hmm. um but yeah that was just like wow this is really strange watching (laughs) that's also really i think ties into talking about how star wars fans are the worst i think i think fuck nerds is a message that sort of come back around to being like maybe something we can be good on isn't that a weird cycle yeah yeah i know this is the geek say what network and i shouldn't be mean to to no no, please yeah but i think we can distinguish between geeks and nerds nerds are the shitty star wars fans who like harass people on instagram until they get off the platform oh it's a shame about uh kelly marie tran recently it's so crazy and then daisy ridley before that yeah I don't know. It makes me so angry too. Just even just as a fan of Star Wars, because like Rose is one of the best new characters ever in Star Wars. Yeah. Like she fucking oh, loved her. rules, and it's the fucking shitheads just hate her for no good reason. Well, and here's the thing. You know, tell me if you had a different experience, but I just remember growing up thinking like, no, I wish more people liked the stuff that I liked, mm-hmm. and I wished more women were yeah. into the same stuff that I liked. I, I remember going to my first convention thinking like, I kind of wish there were more women here. Yeah. Um, Part of it just because, you know, I want more women around and part of it, obviously, I was a kid, so yeah. I wanted to see girls around. Um, but yeah, it, it's just kind of weird now how that like, okay, women try to get into it and they meet yeah. resistance like, <laughs> oh, you're not a real geek. And then like, well, wait, no, didn't yeah. we want that? Who cares if they like it on a superficial level, just let them in. Yeah. We we wanted them here, right? <laughs> That's what I thought. Yeah. Yeah. And I mean, I feel like women have always been sort of interested in this stuff. It's just that it hasn't always catered to us necessarily mm-hmm. and when it caters to the, the it caters to a specific you know young male fan base though yeah, they tend to be the most true, vocal and then it's like so if, if, if you're a woman in the 70s who's like into that sort of stuff like even if you're super into it it's totally makes sense why you wouldn't necessarily want to go to the conventions and stuff like that because you're seeing the people that sort of are there and are vocal yeah. about it and it, it's you know it, it there's a lot of gatekeeping going on also uh at that point where you're like the one girl out versus like 10 guys that like it you yeah know? you're the one unicorn you're yeah. gonna get a lot of unwanted attention yeah as well you're just like no guy i'm not here to be your date like i just yeah i want to like this stuff too so yeah. no it's it's just weird seeing it come back to that yeah because a, a few years ago i was like this is a wonderful time to be a nerd there's yeah there's more inclusion the the stuff we like is more mainstream and then now you have this stuff coming around again. Yeah, like the, the, the it seems like from I would say starting with probably like the release of the first Spider-Man movie, which is like the, was uh, kind of the to- first Tobey Maguire. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Which was like you know that this big mainstream success for what would have been quote unquote a nerd movie before. Yeah. And then leading, I think, culminating in the release of Avengers One, um, that was like the process of the nerds winning quote unquote and like nerd culture becoming mainstream. Yeah. And okay. it just. As soon as the nerds won, it instantly went bad. Like, like I feel like nerds instantly became the bad guys. It's like we're no better than the jocks <laughs> yeah. and the preppies and the exactly. Oh god, and and that was frustrating for me because mm-hmm. I always saw nerd community as like, no, we're we're gonna be inclusive. We're we're not gonna be, 
you know all alpha about everything yeah but it's, I we're, it's, it's just as bad <laughs> i think it's, if you're someone who's like a nerd and not a shithead it's easy to forget how many shitheads are out there because mm. like you know i i sort of know intellectually that the star wars fandom is really bad but like honestly that's never my personal experience because the people i hang out with who like star wars are not the people who are yeah. doing that so it's sort of it's it's easy to forget that like oh no there's like a lot of shitty shitty people out there who are sort of doing these horrible things in the name of fandom for this thing yeah i it's one of those things where i'm hoping i'm ho- i'm really hoping it's just a small very vocal minority yeah. that's causing all this yeah. although i am curious to look into um how old like what the age range is yeah. for these fans that are causing this backlash yeah. is it people who are like really old from like the 70s or is it more people who grew up around like prequel times or yeah yeah that that's what i would be curious that, to that, see. That, yeah that's interesting yeah do you think it would be like someone older or? i don't know that's I, I think it's mostly i think it's mostly teenage boys to yeah, be just, honest. just you know boys looking for an outlet yeah. trying to start shit yeah that's it so, i mean I, that's i mean that's the whole incel thing like yeah that, i mean yeah. that that whole issue god this got <laughs> way more complex than i was thinking <laughs> but yeah there's so many not only thinking about it like from and even connecting to my own experiences mm-hmm. like there's so many weird things that could make something uh toxic yeah. like i'm kind of ashamed to admit like early or late yeah later teens i was maybe a few steps before becoming one of those incels because i sure. was always one of those guys like oh i'm such a nice guy where they was going after the asshole and i'm like well maybe because i wasn't fucking interesting like yeah. i always oh that's another thing i was quick to blame everything outside of me of i was perfect that's a very teenage boy instinct yeah, yeah. exactly <laughs> Um, so I think it's a lot of that, yeah. And then it and then goes back to not wanting to change. And then I also think it, it's it's a weird thing. I mean, this this is not necessarily specific to Star Wars, but I I think people are so you know across the board, people want to be able to see themselves in their media. Um, mm-hmm. And a oh, lot of people don't stop yeah. to think, well, I'm seeing myself with the bad guy in this. They they don't stop to think about whether or not that's a good thing. Mm-hmm. Like you see so many people out there. Like I mean the the. the example that always comes to mind is like people who like think they're rick from rick and morty and think that's a good thing one like hey uh, yeah it's really not but yeah because rick's the uh, biggest piece of shit of them all exactly admit self multiple times he admits mm-hmm. that in the show yeah but and that's i think there's a lot of that with star wars like that that's why i always worry when i like see like these bumper stickers and stuff that are like come to the dark side and it's like no like these are people who like see themselves like see like vader as just like cool mm-hmm. as like a neutral value they don't see him as evil they see him as cool and yeah. then when they see a character like kylo ren they're like they're fucking making fun of me and it's like yeah because yeah. they're making fun of the bad guy yeah well see and that's the thing too like i troll everyone else on our network yeah. just because like i always wear like imperial or sure. first order stuff <laughs> yeah but i know that they're the bad guy i do yeah. it because i do it to troll them exactly i think it's funny I but people or your hydra like, shit yeah oh that too <laughs> yeah i wear i always wear the bad guy stuff i have a cobra shirt and everything yeah um but at least i know the difference i think there's a there, lot of people out there who don't yeah the there yeah. are a lot of people who genuinely identify with the bad guys for I mean, who was it? whatever who was, reason who was the republican who's like who was like straight up no i want to be darth vader there was someone came out and said that was like no darth vader is like an efficient leader and that's how we should be leading the american government jesus christ <laughs> yeah i guess we all know who he voted for yeah, yeah. although i did um for, I don't, this is kind of a weird tangent but i did do this one exercise in high school mm-hmm. um just because it, it was just showing like how history is written by whoever's writing it yeah and they showed a clip of darth vader that opening scene in star wars where darth vader's like storming the uh, 
the blockade runner. Yeah. And he showed it out of context. And you're like, well, what does this look like? Yeah. It looks like someone stopping these rebels from, you know, stealing information. Yeah. yeah, exactly. Yeah. So it was just kind of like, oh, I hope that's not what happened with all these fans. <laughs> <laughs> they just kind of like, oh, I only want to remember the parts I like. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but yeah, oh wow, that that got weird. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, yeah, and that's, I think that's also one of the things that I kind of like about Star Wars is that it's it's sort of always been low key, pretty politically involved in terms of its like messaging. Mm-hmm. Um, so I think it, it sort of makes sense that our discussion would would lead that way. Yeah, it in really just again back to the fandom. Like that's really what bums me out the yeah. most about where we're at now. Yeah, and especially since like. Um, with the the final movie coming out, and then I guess they put some of the uh, the spinoff movies on hold because Solo did so poorly, which is a, a bummer. Because I've, I've I've seen Solo four times, so I'm I'm personally trying to get those BO numbers up, but there's only so much I can do. Yeah, wait, is it still in its theatrical run? Or I'm is gonna it? see it. I'm gonna I'm gonna make my number five this weekend. It is still in theaters. Okay. Yeah. Um. Well, I'm definitely getting the Blu-ray, so I'll help out there. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. That's the other thing. Like anything I like, I'm gonna yeah. actively support it. Um. Okay, back to wow, we got far off. Back to Spielberg. Oh, sure. Okay, yeah, yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Well, Uh, how did did that show even get started? We were talking. Was Kizan already part of the network? And uh, I don't think he was. We were just talking at a party about Steven Spielberg, um, and I was talking about how. I I was close to having seen all of his films, but I hadn't seen all of them. And then we just kind of got to talking and said, "What if we What if we did this as a podcast?" And then it just kind of became one. Okay. Yeah. And then, what was the what was the biggest disagreement that you two had? Um, two came to mind relatively close together. Um, because uh, like even with ET, like I mean, ET maybe was the biggest one because like Justin loves that movie and I hate it. But there was also a point where we I think we both sort of recognized that each other's points were valid and, and we, we just kind of came at it from different directions. But the two that we were just completely did not see eye to eye on were catch me if you can, which I hate and he loves. Okay. Um, and the terminal, which oddly somehow the terminal I liked and he didn't. I remember liking the terminal. I, I'm with you there. I enjoyed yeah. the terminal. I didn't see catch me if you can. It's bad. But that's the catch one where me if you can was a great It's a terrible, movie. <laughs> it's a terrible film. I just listened to that podcast. It's today a real awful piece of garbage. <laughs> I loved it though. To be honest with you, it was great. I, you, you guys I mean, going back and forth. Most, most people are with you, but I, I'm, you know, that's the one with DiCaprio and he's like pretending to be all he these. He plays Frank Abagnale. who's this like con man. Yeah. Oh, and it's, it's shitty, all from true event or real yeah. life events. This, he plays the shitty entitled con man who thinks that he can do whatever he wants because mm. he's a white man. Man, and he gets away with it and we're supposed to think he's cool and it's also like slow and weirdly paced and I hate it sorry <laughs> no no not at all no I mean another entitled but, but, piece of but shit Emily, tell, <laughs> but to Emily tell me how you really feel about it <laughs> Also, Tom Hanks does a really ro- bad accent in that movie. Oh, yeah. Tom Hanks is pretending he's from Boston in that film, and it does not work. Oh, okay. Yeah, it, it, it's it's awkward, <laughs> yeah. and he tries to be comedian too. It's yeah. yeah. There's I'll a lot of flaws it. in the movie. Yeah. Okay, I'll try to check that one out. But DiCaprio gets roles like that. Like, yeah. have you seen Wolf of Wall Street? Yeah, but yeah, Wolf of Wall he's, Street, he's supposed we're not supposed to like exactly, him, which I think is a big difference. Yeah. Um, but I oh back to yeah. those fans. I'm like I bet there are a lot of guys who do idolize him. <laughs> oh yeah. yeah, yeah, for sure. Yeah, I um, but yeah, it's funny he gets roles like that. Mm-hmm. But okay, that's a good point. The though. Aviator, like, another one. Yeah, yeah. 
fuck that was him too wasn't yeah. it I, I became really obsessed with that movie for a, a period of my life there was a period <laughs> that movie's like three hours long and i went through a like it was probably depression related a bad phase where i watched that movie every day for like a month mm-hmm. um so i don't know that that movie's kicking around in my brain a lot the aviator mm-hmm. well how how many um works did uh, people like produce are oh, you sticking to just, i don't think we're gonna do all of them are you sticking to just films or um, he we, did TV too, I, I really think. want we we've covered some of his TV work. We okay. we did his episode of Columbo that he directed back in the day. We did um He did Columbo? He did the first episode okay. of Columbo. Oh wow. He he started it off. Um we did uh, a TV movie he did called LA twenty seventeen, which was about LA in the year twenty seventeen and it came out in the seventies. <laughs> oh um, man. I wanna see how accurate it is. <laughs> not very, I mean the one one part of accurate is that like American healthcare is horrible and dystopian. <laughs> I was like, Oh, we got that right. Yeah. Um, it does suggest that all of LA is underground though, which I, I, that did not happen to my knowledge. Well, thankfully. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah we didn't get that big quake that everyone is mm-hmm. prophesizing. <laughs> One over day the we'll get there. Um, and then he, we did uh, amazing stories, which is the TV show he directed a couple episodes of. That's, I think that's, that's what the you're thinking of thing. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Okay. Um, I really want to do. Uh, the video game that he is credited as a director on, but I, Whoa, I don't know. Game? It's called Steven Spielberg's Director's Chair. <laughs> <laughs> I'm hoping it's like a shitty like CD-ROM game. That's exactly that, what it is. Yeah, nineties. Okay. Um, I re- I don't know how we'll ever find a playable version of it, but that my dream is that we somehow will, and and we'll be well, able to do an episode gonna, on that. You have to scour like some dark corners of the web for that one. I, and I have scoured them, and I've I've yet to find it. Um, wow. But hopefully, hopefully one day we'll, we can cover that. <laughs> HBO just did like a profile on him too, though, correct? I believe so. Yeah. Do you, well, as, the, as the Spielberg hater, I didn't watch it. Yeah. Well, here, here's the thing: is it again? Is it him personally at all, or is it just? I have his no work? animosity against him personally. I just okay. think it, most of his movies are very bad, especially his recent work. You know what? I can respect that. Yeah. Like you can separate the two. Yeah. Most people, it's like you made this shitty movie. You're <laughs> awful. I'm like, yo, we just we made something didn't work out for you yeah, sorry it's, it's really yeah i mean kudos to you because it's really hard to like i mean separate the two yeah mm-hmm. i mean yeah well another thing that i like about uh, your show and like in general the folks on benview it's like um uh you guys are good at critiquing mm. which is a skill that i feel like and here's another thing that goes back to toxic fandom <laughs> people can't don't know how to critique no one's ever yeah. really taught that yeah if you think about it i mean i went through uh years of architecture school animation school i didn't really get a class on how to critique until like and it was like one class out of an animation class it was just like the teacher literally went like okay let's talk about critiquing and i was just like huh yeah i've never gone through this Uh, yeah i feel like most people don't think of it as a skill necessarily exactly um and people again don't understand like um tearing down versus actual constructive criticism yeah you know saying instead of like you know this didn't work here i think like this could have helped you yeah instead of saying like that sucked yeah (laughs) i think that's a big problem Mm. i mean do you i mean i felt you were pretty confident at it i mean is it just something you picked up or was it um, um, from the people you hang out with? Like, I guess, yeah. I, I mean, I think, especially when I'm on a pod, like if, if I was in real life and someone asked me how I feel about ET, I might just say it sucked. But <laughs> when, when I'm like, I, I, I guess it just sort of came about of like, well, I'm doing a podcast with this, I need to really expand on my thoughts and really get mm-hmm. to the heart of why I thought it sucked. Yeah. Um, so I think it just kind of came about as a natural result of that. Yeah, I think it's important. Like, uh, well, like you were saying with Star Wars, you've already got me curious. I'm mm-hmm. like, well, shoot, 
you know, I hated these. <laughs> what, okay, well, why? Why can't I expand on? I'm like, yeah. but the point you're bringing up, I'm like, maybe the, this is worth a second look. Yeah. Let, let's go through it. The Geonosis stuff is also very fun. <laughs> <laughs> Geonosis, that was the uh, the flying dudes, right? Yeah, yeah, the, yeah, the, yeah. The, the weird bug factory. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I, I just think it's such an overlooked skill. Also, can yeah. I just do a really address a really nitpicky error some uh, issue some people have with the prequels? What's that? People always say like, "Oh, R two like has all these cool rockets and stuff in the prequel. How can we if if the new movies are later? How can we can't do any of that stuff?" And what my answer to that is like, "Oh yeah, famously because machines get better and more capable of doing things as they get older." Yeah, like of course, like it makes sense. That I, I listen, I'm not saying this was thought out or intentional by anyone. Yeah, yeah. But just stop bugging the prequels for having R two have rockets. Like maybe no one. Maybe it was like an emergency thing. They didn't refill it or but even, uh, the even fuel that, for like, it. You maybe know? like uh, maybe R two is a thirty year old computer in the new in the That's original movies. Right? Like and maybe so like hey, we don't work as well. We don't make parts for that model anymore. Exactly. Yeah, and like well, in that universe, technology like you know improves exponentially so fast. Well, um, yeah, it's, it, I mean, it's uh, the Star Wars. The society of Star Wars is so weird because it's like they've been spacefaring for thousands and thousands of mm-hmm. years so like the stuff like modern society of us is like ancient times for them mm-hmm. and like this stuff they don't even know it's i don't know it's weird I, I i a good hobby of mine is is looking into the deep lore of star wars on wikipedia yeah that that's no i've gone that yeah. i've gone down the wikipedia hole yeah. before i used to read all those like character guides oh sure yeah like, li- <laughs> i had like the i had the character ones uh you said oh it was like yeah it's called like essential character guide mm-hmm. and i had the ship one too yeah so i was those, just always the dk books yeah yeah no back in the day I could like tell you model numbers and oh, yeah. shit. Like I, that was just, like a sense of pride for me. Nice. And then they told me to like shut up, nerd. Like, <laughs> <laughs> you're like ah, the tables have turned. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I kind of went on a weird journey like that. So I was nerd, and then high school was very middling because mm. I was nerd, but I was also on the football team. On the what team? Football team. Mm. So I was just like in the middle. Yeah. So if I wasn't at practice, I was like, um, did your school have like a national honor society? Pro- uh, maybe I don't know. They I was yeah. I was if they did I wasn't in it. Yeah, I was on that, and I'd like tutor like algebra or something. Mm. God, that's a skill that I never used. <laughs> <laughs> my my math teacher did try to get me to join academic decathlon. Mm-hmm. Um, we had that, but I, I declined. Yeah, because I was doing journalism. And stuff. Was was your upbringing kind of fostering of your nerd hobbies? Um, I guess so. I, I, mean, I know you were with mega churches and yeah. stuff like that. So, but I don't know if I mean, yeah, I, I think especially off. considering my my parents super did not have an interest in that stuff. I I, I think they tolerated it, but they I mean they never were, were actively discouraging. But okay, the, that's I, I, yeah, that's good. My my dad tells the story of how when he was fourteen, Star Wars came out. He saw it and hated it. And then was very upset that years and years <laughs> later, he had to see all of them again because his kid was so into them. Oh. <laughs> I feel like that's kind of karma. Yeah. <laughs> he did. It was funny, though. I was talking to him about it, and, he, and I was talking about all the movies that I dragged him to when I was a kid. And he said um, he hated Star Wars, but he did like the Pokemon movie, which I thought was very funny. Whoa. To me. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Out of all the ones to like, that yeah. one. Wow. He was mad that I took him to Star Wars. He was mad that I took him to the Matrix sequels, but he loved the Pokemon movie. Maybe he could turn him into an otaku. Yeah, Just maybe. Full on anime freak. Yeah. <laughs> He's doing the Naruto run down the street. I'll get him. <laughs> That's a very funny image. My dad doing the Naruto run. Oh, uh, are, there, are there any other nerdy passions? Because, I mean, we've gone on and on about your film, but mm. or your film hobby, but is there anything else? Um, that you're into right now? Um, 
I mean, Nintendo's. I mean, Star Wars and Nintendo are the kind of two big things for me. Mm. Um, growing up or just in, growing up in and currently, in I've general. really just no, never changed, never grow up. That's my motto. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, but just, you're more healthy about it than some of these other folks who I like to think grew so. up with it and like never changed the way they thought about <laughs> yeah. it. Yeah. Well, here's here's one thing. Like, mm-hmm. you don't seem to treat it as. You love Star Wars, mm-hmm. but it doesn't seem as like sacred to you. No. You're not gonna Let treat the past it as die. Like, Kill yeah, it if you have to. Exactly. You're not <laughs> yeah. gonna treat it as like a religion. Yeah. Which I, I keep going back to this. Sorry, I don't know why I felt <laughs> like talking about this, but yeah, it goes back to toxic fandom, mm-hmm. and it's like it, it's religion to them. Yeah, I don't know. I, I, stuff like that is is so weird. Uh, especially, I, th- I feel like Star Wars movies have never been better. Um, Nintendo games are really great. I feel like we're getting so much good shit and the fans have never been more unhappy about it. Yeah, we have. So It is, an, again, I, I said, like, you know, it was, oh, it's a great time to be a nerd. It still is. Yeah. There's all this if awesome stuff right now. If you can just ignore right the people bitching about it. Yeah. I just, that's what I can't stand. Just yeah. bitching. Like, at least give me a real reason why this sucks right now. Yeah. You know, I understand I understand people not liking, okay, with Last Jedi. Mm-hmm. I understand, like, you know, okay, wasn't what you wanted. Mm-hmm. Cool. What I couldn't stand was just people saying, this is the worst. It ruined my childhood. It, it ruined, ruined everything. <laughs> and like, really, it, it went back in time yeah. and like ruined your childhood and yeah. did that. Well, I think I, I think what happened there was we were we were also supportive of them saying that stuff about the prequels and about Indy 5. And, and now that they're saying it about movies that are about, you know, different movies, it's like, I don't know. We, we let them take it too far. Yeah. Um, I think it's most striking too when you watch, let's say, one of the, the original mm-hmm. with the latest one. Yeah. Like, like, don't even go in order. Just watch New Hope and then Last Jedi. Yeah. And I'm just like, God, on the technical level, on the acting level, I just felt like everything's better now. It's so good. Yeah. Yeah. I, I just remember some of the dialogue from the original. I'm like, this is awful. <laughs> <laughs> but, it, it, but admittedly, I love the movie. Yeah. But I can admit. No, this is awful. And that's also something where I, I kind of appreciated Solo. One of the things I love about Solo is it throws in stuff that is dumb enough to have been in the original movies mm-hmm. or in the, some of the really bad EU. Like, the first time I saw it, I really hated that um, that line when the Imperial recruiter is like, what's your name? Who are you people? And he says... <laughs> I have no one. I'm alone. And he goes, hmm, so <laughs> That's so dumb. And every time I watch that movie, I love it more and more for how dumb it is. But I would say that is on par with what exactly. they set up. Exactly. You know? yeah. <laughs> it was never this epic, like, well-spoken thing like, you know, Lord of the Rings. Yeah. Or you're never going to have that overly complicated dialogue. It was just like, yeah. no, they're going to sound That's like That's why us. I love Star Wars. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> um... But yeah, I don't know. There's so much good stuff. Like, I, like again, my, so my main two interests are Star Wars and Nintendo. It's like, Last Jedi, I think you can make a really solid case for that being the best Star Wars movie. I think Breath of the Wild is the best Zelda game. Oh, Odyssey is the best Breath Mario the game. Like, it's so it's kind of crazy how much stuff is coming out of it. It's just, oh, like, Breath amazing. of the Wild, I lost it's hours so of my I just, life. I, just I lost so much playing sleep. it again. <laughs> and oh, did you get the DLC? I got the DLC a while ago. I, I haven't beat all of it yet, though. Oh, okay. No, yeah. it's worth it. Yeah. The only thing I would say is like, I wish I got that stuff just a little earlier, mm. but playing through it yeah. is so much fun. Yeah. Very challenging too. Yeah. Um, but yeah, well, That's the Nintendo game. Though. Yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah. I'll, now the Super Mario Brothers stuff. Yeah. Makes sense if yeah. Nintendo's your number one. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh wow. Um, well, Emily, 
Okay, we're coming up on ten o'clock. Here. Um, sure. let's um, let's wrap it up here. But Ellie, this was so much fun. Yeah, I definitely a, I have to have you back on for the sincere garbage segment. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Um, folks, um, yeah. So look out for that, Emily. Uh, well, let's get to the plugs. Emily, sure. where can they find you? Uh, you can find me on Twitter and Instagram at very cool Emily. Uh, you can find the shows I do, Ben View on Spielberg, and you can look at the what exists of the Super Mario Brothers Minute. Those are both on BenViewNetwork.com or on iTunes or wherever you get your podcasts. Uh, I also run the social media for James Bonding on the Earwolf Network. You can check we out that show. We didn't get to that. Oh, <laughs> shit. Yeah. Oh. <laughs> Love that show. Anyway. Thank you. It's a weird thing to say because I, I just do their tweets. I don't know how much credit I can take for the show. Still but involved Yeah. It? <laughs> um, it's a great show. Everyone, you should all go listen to it. It's on Earwolf. Uh, and Earwolf has like the best uh, advertisement. Earwolf. Yeah. I love that. <laughs> it's, a, it's a fun little bit at the end. <laughs> um, so yeah, check, check all that out. Uh, David, our brand new engineer. Yeah, I should have announced this right off the bat, but I'll do it in the intro. But David, our brand new engineer for Geek Offensive. Yes. Where yes. can they find you? You can find me at Twitter at SuperFanArmenta. You can find me on Instagram at DR underscore A87. You can find me on Facebook at David Armenta. And yeah, shout out to Lupus Org. Donate to the cause if you can and donate platelets every seven days and up to 24 times a year to people that need it and have these horrible diseases. And then, um, yeah, whole blood every 115 days. And yeah, that's that's all I got for you. <laughs> and you can find me on Instagram at Justin Malari and on Twitter at Justin underscore Malari. Uh, this show is part of the Geek Say What Network, which you can find on all social media with the handle at Geek Say What. Um, so that's across Instagram, Twitter, Facebook, Zango, what have you. Uh, <laughs> MySpace. Friendster. I was not expecting to be yeah. thinking about Zanga tonight. <laughs> That's, <laughs> what That's what you get on the offensive. Another book class here. Um, but yeah, there's two other shows on the network. Check out Ready, Set, Geek, your starting line to geek culture, hosted by Alex Gullett, JPG, Cole, and uh, Anthony. And check out our twice-a-month trivia podcast, Geekio, hosted by Justin Madriaga, Ish, and Sam. Um, shout out to our associate producers, uh, Wayland Productions, for sharing the space with us, letting us use the equipment, helping us sound great. You can find them at wayland.ws and check out their latest audio drama, which you can find on Alpha. It's called We're Live Frontier. Uh, next shout out goes to our geek apparel sponsor, jordandene.com. That's Jordan, D E N E.com. Jordan Ellis runs a uh, geek apparel shop out of Brooklyn, New York. She helps you look nerdy and she's eco friendly. And if you use the uh, promo code GeekSayWhat at her online store, you get 20% off your next purchase. So buy a shirt, you heathens. Lastly, uh, thank you to Marley Rosner for all the original music for the uh, network. Um, He's a, I just found out not too recently, he is a professor at Cal State Fullerton, so go take his class if you're a Titan. Go Titans. Yeah. I, sorry if you're listening to this out of state. Uh, maybe he has an online course? I don't know. <laughs> just leave a review for him at Rate My Professor. <laughs> <laughs> um, and uh, yeah, I think that's it. Emily. This was so much fun. I got to have you back on. Thank you very much. Uh, yeah, I def- yeah, I definitely got to pick your brain more about some other stuff. And that, yeah, when you come back, we'll, <laughs> all the other podcast stuff to you, you do. Mm. Um, don't forget to rate, comment, and subscribe to join the offensive. Thank you, everyone. <laughs>